Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You may or may not be a good Sports Grid listener. Test yourself. If you've ever taken a hoof to the head prying a shoe off a horse, you may not be a good Sports Grid listener. Sports gaming strategies and info. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. College football, full circle. 2019, what a magical run, but you know why? Because of the players. We had great players, and we had great coaches here. The players make this program, and you're able to recruit great players here at LSU. But I knew we had to sustain that momentum, and we had to sustain that standard. And I know that the last two years hasn't been the standard of LSU, so when he came to talk to me after the Kentucky game, I knew that it was time. And I understand that. I understand the expectations of LSU, and I invited myself, and we did not meet him the last two years. All right, here we go. College football full circle. Mike Carver and Joe Lisi here with you on Sports Grid Radio. That is Sirius XM, Channel 204, starting a new week here with you. Another fun weekend of college football, joined as always by the encyclopedia that is college football, of course. Go for the two, Joe Lisi. Joe, how are you, my man? Oh, what a weekend, Carver. What a weekend of college football. Great games, top and bottom. Started with that SEC battle in Baton Rouge. I need some gumbo. Twelve and a half point dogs. And those those Tigers were barking on Saturday afternoon. Great victory over the Florida Gators. They now have won three straight. But that all eyes were in, were in Iowa City, right? Kirk Ferentz, they yeah. were calling out Penn State all week, faking the injuries. Maybe uh, you have to be a little more disciplined and focus on the Purdue Boilermakers. What a performance that that game. 11 and a half point dog wins convincingly over Spencer Petrus and the crew. Yeah, let me tell you, Joe, and, and look, we, we got a lot to do. I really want to start with Eddie O. We'll get to Iowa in a little while, but man, you you guys, could you have piped down a little bit about Penn State if you were going to lose the football game to Purdue? Like, honestly, like, <laughs> like seriously, like, to spend your entire week whining and crying about the Penn State players and your fans booing them, and then you get whacked at home by the Boilermakers. We'll get to them in a little bit, but I got to start with Eddie O, of course, uh, Joe, because we, we've been talking about this for a little while, and and this stuff really boggles my mind, uh, that somebody that wins a national title less than two calendar years ago, let's just remember, understand that, we're, we're, we're less than two years off of LSU winning the national title, and already they want to get Eddie O out the door. They've been working for weeks on, on the separation thing. He's going to get $18 million bucks in a bag. Go home, Joe. I thought he was great. <laughs> Listen, I, I, we just you just heard a couple cuts from the press conference. I thought the best one were when they asked him, are you going to coach next year? He goes, coach next year? He goes, nah, I think I'm going to spend some time. Uh, you know, I got plenty of money to go buy a cheeseburger. You know, like I just thought that Eddie O was great. Um, th- this is this is just it's the way 
way college athletics works now, Joe, but, but geez, I mean, not even two years. We're already throwing the guy out the door. It's amazing. It, it, really- it is amazing, but it is the landscape of the SEC, right? We saw it with Gene Chizik winning a national championship. Two years later, he's out the door. He's working for ESPN. We've seen it across the board. Gus Malzahn, uh, right? He knocks off Alabama. He's now at UCF. The standard at LSU, and you're, you're right, you win a national championship with a dynamic performance over Clemson and Broadway Joe Burrow, but the standard at LSU is to compete with Alabama each and every year. They get top five talent uh, to compete with Alabama. They were 30 and a half point dogs last year. They got blown out at home by Devontae Smith and the Alabama Crimson Tide. They finished the season five and five, much to Max Johnson's performance. He gets the victory at the end of the year in back-to-back wins against Ole Miss and Florida just to bring them to 500. Then you start the year, you lose to UCLA, it starts to get hot, but then you lose back-to-back games to Auburn, and then to get blown out by Kentucky and, and allow 3.30 on the ground, that's where I think, you know, the writing was on the wall, but I will say, judging from the performance Saturday, it's like the kids sort of knew this was coming. Yeah, and they gave it all for him, that's for sure. Uh, 49-42, straight up win. They were getting 11.5. You were on LSU, Joe. I liked them as well. Um, great performance. Uh, and look, I saw somebody tweet this. I forget who it was, but you take a look at the Eddie O resume over the mm-hmm. last three years as opposed to the Dan Mullen resume, and it's probably the guy on the other sideline who should have been figuring out a separation clause. Right. And not Eddie O, the way he's beaten Florida around the last few years. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. And, and I think that when you look at the, you know, a lot of people give credit to Joe Brady and Dave Aranda, the coordinators outside of Eddie O. Eddie O's the motivator. He's really not the X's and O's guy. He's the team that can motivate, but he relies on his coordinators, right? And that's where I think the disconnect comes from Eddie O is just being a good motivator and recruiter as opposed to being the marquee elite head coach of a national SEC program. No, it's true. Uh, where are we going here, Joe, then? where's where? I mean, geez, I mean, you got a guy who just won a title. He wasn't good enough. Um, There's I candidates. Saw, I saw you tweet last night. I mean, Urban Meyer's probably not going to last more than a year in Jacksonville. Do we get him to match up with Nick Saban in the SEC? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of names. Obviously, the first one that were one of the first ones is Jimbo Fisher being the OC there in 2005. Uh, I mean, Jimbo with can't go run to no, another job already, I agree Joe. With I mean, no, please. I, I, I agree. I agree. But I think there's I think there's two serious, well, maybe three serious candidates. I would say Joe Brady, offensive coordinator with Carolina, right? He's the one that got the most out of Joe Burrow. You could throw in James Franklin because, honestly, I think James Franklin is a master recruiter. I really do. I think he's a great in-game head coach. People might disagree. And then you look at to Urban. Urban Meyer. Jeez. Uh, college football full circle. Michael Garver, Joe Lisi here with you, Sports Grid Radio. Sirius XM, Channel 204. We'll come back, get into all the games from the weekend. Oh, what an awful performance from Iowa. We keep rolling on the grid right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to College Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Mike Carver. And we are back. College Football Full Circle. Mike Carver and Joe Lisi here with you on Sports Grid Radio. Sirius XM Channel 204. All right, Joe, so we wave goodbye. Eddie L. will finish out the year uh, at LSU. Good for him, and then he'll get to go eat the cheeseburgers. Uh, and hang out with those big bags. We of should money. go look him up and chill out with him. He'd be a listen. He'd I be bet a you he's hanger. a fun guy to hang out with. I, Without I bet a doubt, be a lot of fun hanging with Eddie O. And he's just one of those guys, Joe. Like, like it's there's guys that no matter how much money they have or if they come, like they're always going to want to work. Like they can't take any time off. They can't do anything. And then there's guys who like you put that big bag of money in front of him. You tell him you don't got to work. Like he's just going to go enjoy himself. And I feel like Eddie <laughs> O is going to be in that category where he's going to spend a lot of time. Uh, eating those cheeseburgers and having probably a couple of cervezas. So uh, good for Eddie O, and he gets the win over uh, Florida on Saturday. All right, let's get to some of these games. And we, you mentioned Iowa at the top. I briefly mentioned them. we got to get into this. So they lose at home 24-7 to to Purdue. Second year in a row they lost to Purdue, by the way. Lost to him last year in West Lafayette. So nice job uh, by Kirk Ferentz and the crew being ready for a team that beat you a year ago. So they were undefeated. They were 6-0. and They're coming off the win against Penn State. And it was, oh, and I was, me included, look at the easy road for Iowa now. They're going to cruise into the Big Ten title game undefeated where they're going to, everybody else is going to beat each other up. Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State. And they're going to be sitting there after beating up on the little old Big Ten West. Well, gee, I guess they, uh, you know, Spencer Petras, four picks. Nice job, pal. You saw a really good, good afternoon for him. Joe? You were on this. Uh, you thought there was a chance for a letdown from them. I didn't think it would be this kind of a letdown. They were embarrassing at home on Saturday. Without a doubt. Uh, without a doubt. I wish I would have made it a best bet. And we talked about the, the type of offense that needs to challenge uh, Iowa. You have to challenge them vertically over the top. And that's what Purdue had. Purdue, even though Jack Plummer was out, it was Aiden O'Connell, 375 yards through the air. David Bell, school record, 11 receptions. 240 yards, and they jumped up, and they put the pressure on Spencer Petras to match them score for score, and guess what? It wasn't the Iowa defense we were talking about. It was the Purdue defense that entering that ballgame was only given up 132 on the ground. Tyler Goodson didn't have those massive running lanes like he did when he's playing Maryland, right? Third down in long situations. Spencer Petras looked like a deer in the headlights, and that's how you beat the Iowa Hawkeyes. I mean, but at the end of the day, it's almost like... 
when you saw the week progress and Kirk Ferentz is still talking about it, like about Penn State, it's like they felt like maybe they shouldn't have won that game. Like, you know, it's like the first half performance by Clifford and Do- Jahan Dotson was like, we knew we were the inferior team. We got a little lucky because Roberson couldn't throw a five-yard pass and complete it. I could get a, a high schooler to complete a better pass. And that's how they pulled that ball game out. It's like they knew almost in a way that they weren't the better team in Iowa City. No, uh, the, they knew it. Um, and look, it's just, uh, you know, it's a shame because I, I, I think they would have lost the week before to Penn State if Clifford doesn't get hurt. Um, you know, it just If Clifford is, plays, I, I honestly think if they play that game 10 times, Penn State's winning at least 7 out of the 10. Yeah, I probably would have said 8 out of the 10. But yeah. Even one more well, you that. give them thought, the benefit of the doubt. Well, you look, give them the I, I just felt like they were dominating the game until he got hurt. I just think that they were dominating the football game. And now, uh, look, Penn State's going to get their opportunity to get back in the mix. They've got plenty of games against plenty of big competition. Uh, and Iowa still is in good shape to win the Western side. Joe. They just need to pick themselves up after beating Purdue here. Uh, they still have all these games coming up in the next few weeks. But, man, I, I think people were expecting – Iowa uh, to finally, at least their offense to finally show up, uh, and they, geez, uh, they certainly yeah. did with four picks well, for Petrus. Well, 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 here's the thing though, Carver is like you know they could get back into the mix and win the West and obviously go to the Big Ten championship game, yeah. but any shot to go to the college football playoff, they they are going to need major yeah. help. They, they would, they would need... have to, they'd have to win every game, and they would need Ohio State to go into that game with one loss and beat them. That's how they or or Penn, yeah because yeah, I don't know yeah. if Penn State would garner that recognition from the committee yeah, right it's I like it's, it's Ohio I think State it's either it's either a one loss Ohio State an undefeated Michigan they're gonna have to beat somebody like that in the Big Ten title game in order to and to beat them bad yeah. I don't know if they can and, like no, let's, I think they win that game against a, a team of that competition and they don't lose another game this year they would get in the playoff I believe that do I you that. I don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. I They've guess it depends wins. they've got good wins. They have good, good wins, but already. but but I think the problem is is that they're not flashy, right? Yeah. So they're not flashy. So at the end of the day, if it's Alabama, Georgia, let's say both of those teams are in, and Oklahoma, we're gonna put in Iowa over Cincinnati in that regard, an undefeated. Right. Well, know. we'll see. We'll see. Well, tomorrow we'll have. Uh, usually tomorrow, Joe, they got the odds back up to win the conference and etc. So we'll get a little better 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 gauge on where. Iowa is sitting after all of that. Uh, let's clean up the Big Ten since we're there with Iowa. Michigan State survived 20-15 uh, to 15 against Indiana. You want to say survive, Joe, you, you can absolutely say that. Uh, you know, they 17, did. It was, you know, obviously 17-15. Uh, they, they screwed 15. me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Michigan State hung on, though. Look, uh, they did hang on. Indiana had a shot to tie it with the two. Didn't get it. Uh, a little cover with that field goal about halfway through the fourth to make it a five-point game. Uh, helpful to me. Uh, Michigan State, 7-0 and now, undefeated. And they will be undefeated heading into the Michigan game next week because they have a bye this week. We'll see if Michigan can join them, which I think they will after they beat uh, Northwestern on Saturday. Yeah, gutty win. Obviously, the offense wasn't there in the first half. Peyton Thorne was shut down. Kenneth Walker was shut down in the first half. Not money running lanes in that ball game. Credit the Indiana defense a week off in preparation for that ball game. They had the right defensive game plan, not allowing explosive plays, but it was the Michigan State defense that's stepped up. I mean, Jack Tuttle, a 
terrible throw pick six changed the whole landscape of that game i mean if that pick six doesn't happen that's an opportunity right there for indiana to jump up potentially and then really take control of that game but then there goes michigan state they find a way and i said actually that they resemble the 2015 team that went to the big 10 championship against iowa in that ball game right when when they faced off against cj bethard and uh Connor Cook in that type of potential 2015 game. This team has that type of identity right now. They're finding ways to win games. Now, is their offense as explosive as Ohio State or even, I would say, Penn State with Sean Clifford when he's healthy? In my opinion, no. But all they do is win, baby. And when you cover as well... (laughs) <laughs> you make a lot of people happy. So great job yeah. by Mel Tucker. They went over their season win total as well. I didn't see it. A lot of people didn't see it, but great job in East Lansing. Yeah, he really has. And even though no matter what happens during the last six weeks, Joe, and listen, are they going to beat all these teams, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State? No, I don't think they're going to come out of this beating all of those teams. But no matter what happens at this point, this is already a good springboard year for Mel Tucker. Oh, of last course. year, it's and, progression. And, and it's it, exactly Joe. So no, no matter how this goes, this is a good progression year for Mel Tucker in year number two with Sparty. And we didn't, none of us thought that he was going to have it, and he is having it. So that's a good thing. All right, we're going to do some SEC. I'm going to wait. We're close to the break, Joe. So I'm going to wait on Kentucky and Georgia, and I'm going to wait on the fiasco at Tennessee. Uh, with the fans in the end of the game. I'll, this one's going to be quick. Alabama got back on the horse, and they pounded Mississippi State 49-9. to Coming off of that loss to Texas A&M, the defense played great. Offense played great. Mike Leach and company didn't have a chance. Now, 14 straight over Mississippi State now. Complete dominance. Bryce Young, four touchdowns. You know who's happy? The Sharps are happy. <laughs> got back on the horse with Alabama. The Sharps. The Sharps. You close your eyes. You better. Alabama, uh, 35 lay it, 55 lay it, it's Nick Saban. And let me tell you, I had a swing and a miss with Texas A&M, too, Joe. I thought they'd be flat after beating Alabama. Missouri stinks. I mean, they're embarrassing. They are an embarrassing football team. All right, college football full circle. Mike Carver, Joe Lisi here with you. Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 204. We'll come back. Georgia and the last second cover by Kentucky. We're back on the grid right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
You're listening to College Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Mike Carver. And we are back. College Football Full Circle. Mike Carver and Joe Lisi here with you. Sports Good Radio. Sirius XM Channel 204. Uh, Kentucky and Georgia Saturday afternoon, Joe. I, I, I think that me and you both thought Georgia was going to win. I know that you had some high hopes for Kentucky. Maybe, you know, we had some you had some futures on them. We'll see what happens just in case. But I think at the end of the day, we, we knew that Georgia was the better football team. I thought that Kentucky would have played a little bit better defensively, but I still thought that 21.5 was a little too much. Now it took a last-second, like, 20-plus play drop. Mark <laughs> Stoops calling timeouts down there at four seconds left on the on the one-yard line uh, to get it in there, the uh, Levis to Robinson uh, pass. But, hey, Joe, a cover's a cover, baby. 30-13, to 13, Kentucky covers. <laughs> Yeah, great. I mean, you lost 12 straight now to Georgia. They lost 11 straight heading into that. And the first half went a little conservative, but they get the touchdown right before half. You're down a touchdown. Second half, you can't lay up. You got to be more aggressive if you want to try and win that ball game. Now, credit Georgia stepping up. Stetson Bennett with a big day, 250 through the air, three touchdowns. I mean, Georgia's defense was all over the offensive line. But again, sometimes play calling can neutralize that. And what I mean by that is. If you're going to run on first and second down against Georgia, you're going to get crushed. You're going to get crushed because you are they're not going to give up a lot in terms of the run game, right? The way you right. would have to run on Georgia, in my opinion, is obviously open it up, spread them out, pass on first and second down. That'll loosen up those front seven to get them thinking pass first, and then you could open up the running lanes later. If you're just going to come in there with a heavy set, we're going to go our guys versus your guys, well, guess what? We're talking about now three three stars versus five stars, and that's the difference, right? You know, Georgia's bigger, faster, and stronger. They held UK to 244 total offense. Great win. Great win by Georgia, but at the end of the day, great cover by Kentucky. I will say this, though. The refs again come into play because Will Levis ju- dives over the goal line. No review. Where's the sideline re- uh, camera on that play? They don't even re- review it. They review the play before. Like, really? Like, you know money's riding on this, right? Everybody in creation knows that the spread is 21 and a half. CBS, it's like, it's like Gary Danielson and, uh, and, uh, and his partner there. I forget. I lost his name. But, like, they're all... Brad um, Nestler. Nestler. Yeah, Brad Nestler. Nestler, they're sitting on a ticket with Georgia, minus 20. They don't even bring up how Will Levis probably cro- uh, came in and, and crossed the goal line. Right? Come on. Right. No, it's... Um, look... It is what it is. Uh, the better team won, but hey, they did not cover. And that's what counts sometimes at the end, Joe. Who's going to get a cover? Exactly. Uh, let me go to – now, this was an absolutely wild game. Um, Ole Miss and Tennessee oh, on Saturday that, that, night. Now, sure. now, this was wild for different reasons. Now, all week long, we stared at that uh, total of 82 and a half, and we thought it was going to be a wild game. I didn't take uh, the went, under. Did it went you? 30. Um, no, I did not. I wanted to. I was going to take the under on principle. I didn't take the over either. 
Uh, thirty. I just had Ole Miss. Like you, so me and you both. That we were both on Ole Miss minus. That two. line was jumping. Uh, I was doing in game. It was down yeah. to pick them. Actually, Ole Miss was plus a half by like two, like I think it was like when I got off air at two o'clock. It was like Ole Miss plus a half. Now, Ole Miss, honestly, Joe, they, they should have won this game by about 30 or 40 points. Uh, they, that they, kid dropped they it. They uh, dominated this football game. It was 24 to 9 uh, in the second quarter. I think it was 24 12 at half. They got a field goal, Tennessee, right before. Second half was very, was very tough. Ole Miss couldn't do anything all of a sudden. Either way, 31 26, they win. The nonsense was at the end, Joe. Yeah. Uh, terrible. With, with, the, with the reviewed play. Uh, and he didn't get the first down, and the entire stadium basically throws everything that they have onto the field. They, there was like a, about a 20-minute delay trying to figure everything out, and really they had to keep playing with 50 seconds left because Tennessee had three timeouts, and they had a chance to get the ball back, which they did, and still had a chance to almost win this football game. Uh, really wild scenes, and here's what I want to know, Joe. If we can find these schools $250,000 for fans running on the field after games, what do we find in Tennessee for the nonsense that took place on Saturday night? A million six. Let's hurt them. I mean, here's the thing, though. Let, you're right. I, they should have won that ball game convincingly. The kid drops a wide-open touchdown pass when they're up 7 nothing. Should be 14 nothing. All of a sudden, it's like 7-2. And sure enough, you know that the two-and-a-half-point opening spread is always coming into play right in this ball game. And... They're up 31 to 26. And you talk about that fourth down. Why are you giving up the middle of the field as much as they did? I mean, yes, I agree with you. He was short, but I'm sitting on Ole Miss. I'm rooting it in, and I'm like, what are you doing? Tackle the guy. He's wide open. It looked from, I got to be honest with you, it was a great spot because the ball was close to his waist, but his head and shoulders were through the line. Yeah, it, it was it was very close. I'm not gonna lie, but like you said, what was the play? Fourth and seventeen, fourth and no, whatever, whatever. Fourth whatever, and twenty six. Fourth and twenty six. Exactly. I was How do you give up a twenty five yard pass? Yeah, Are you kidding it was, me? It was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And and then and then on top of that, here's the other thing. Can we vent? I'm I'm venting. I got many people to vent about. Sure. Now everybody throws the, 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 the stuff on the field, the beer cans, the golf ball, everything else, right? We yes. get that. Delayed for like 20 minutes. Okay, yeah. you're, you're all Miss. Three straight thing. runs, did the right thing. You got 40 seconds left on the clock. You don't tell the punter to kick it out of bounds? Yeah. This kid, Roy, returns the ball back to the 50. What, are you kidding me? That, that could have got very dangerous. <laughs> the kid has, a, he has the wall set up. I'm going, can we tackle him already? Like, where's the defenders? Nowhere in sight, right? I'm like, this is not going to be easy. Hendon Hooker looking like Michael Vick. He's down. He's down to the 33. Thank God he gets injured. Now it's Joe Milton. It's like, oh, thank, thank you, Joe. Joe Milton's in, right? Joe Milton that couldn't hit the side of a barn with the football. He throws a he throws a sizzler into the end zone, and thank God the kid must have had cramps. He only got up for like two inches as opposed to twelve with his vertical jump goes right through the hands. I'm like, nothing's easy in this game, is it? 
I kept saying, we're going to get screwed. I kept saying, I'm going to get screwed. We're going to get screwed was, with this game. It was, a, it was a really, really wild game. Uh, that There's no doubt. But I want to see something happen at Tennessee, Joe. I want to see that stuff. Because that was it was embarrassing, honestly, what was going on. Uh, they almost pelted Lane Kiffin in the head with that. Yeah, and Lane was, like, making a joke about it. He's like, I almost got hit with it. He was holding the golf balls up in the post-game interview. Uh, he was having a good old time with it. But, hey, when you win, you can do that. Uh, Ole Miss in the big 330 uh, CBS game on Saturday against LSU. Yeah. Now probably, listen, and you know LSU is going to try to win every game for Eddie O down the stretch, Joe. There's a, yeah. a lot of in play here for Eddie O and the LSU Tigers, but let me tell you, their defense is so bad. Honestly, Ole Miss, they might score 60 or 70 on Saturday. Well, that's the thing. I mean, here's when you break this game down early on, obviously it's a different passing attack than what they faced with Florida. More of a of a, a, a an offense and that that was predicated off of more of a ground than pound and then obviously Anthony Richardson did show success but nowhere near Matt Corral, so that ex, that secondary is going to be challenged. Now this game last year in Death Valley, I think it went down. Well, I was on LSU. They laid a short number and they wound up covering that ball game, but it had like ninety five total points. Max Johnson and Matt Corral both attacked both defense. Not not a stitch of defense. Kayshawn Booty had 300 receiving yards in that game. I mean, it was ridiculous in terms of the performances that we saw. But LSU did prevail. And that allowed them to go 5-5 five and five on the year. This is going to be a shootout. Early on, I, early on, I haven't broke this game down yet. But early on, I lean to Ole Miss, but I have to do more research on it. 75-and-a-half. Now, it was 82-and-a-half for Ole Miss and Tennessee on Saturday night. We've got 75 and a half in Oxford for LSU at Ole Miss. Ole Miss minus That's going to look good, though. i got to be honest with you. The LSU road, I mean, whenever LSU, those jerseys are so true. I love them. And Ty Davis-Price looking like Kevin Falk out there, man. 287 yards on the ground, pounded. (laughs) I mean, I I just kept saying, pound the rock, pound the rock, Ty. I love the way this kid runs. He's a patient runner. I know he's not an elite performer, but if you watch that offensive line Saturday, they were the big uglies were getting after it. I mean, Eddie O definitely talked to the interior line and offensive defensive lines and said, you know what? You better win this game. And that's what they did because Florida could not run the football consistently, right? And the, the offensive line took the game. That was an offensive line that struggled to rush for over 50 yards last week against Kentucky. Yeah, think about that. And they struggled against Auburn and bad. They were averaging three yards a carry entering yeah. that game, and then to pound the rock for two eighty-seven. The big uglies got it done for LSU. They certainly did. Uh, should be fun against Ole Miss coming up on Saturday. Uh, how about Oklahoma staying undefeated, Joe? Fifty-two yep. thirty-one over TCU, and hey. I'm just going to say, uh, like, you made the right call, uh, Lincoln, because Caleb Williams, <laughs> Caleb Williams, uh, listen, 30, 18 to 23, 295, four touchdowns. Honestly, that's better than any line Spencer Rattler had all year, Joe. Better than yes. any line, especially when you see the four touchdown number. It's just better. Uh, TCU hung around for a while. You know, it was 24 14 at the half. We'll talk about it more when we come back, Joe. Give us our thoughts on Caleb Williams and, and the still undefeated Oklahoma Sooners. College football full circle. Mike Carver, Joe Lisi here with you, Sports Grid Radio. Sirius XM Channel 204. We'll come back, talk a little Sooners and some Pac-12 after that. Coming back on the grid.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to College Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Mike Carver. And we are back. College Football Full Circle. Mike Carver and Joe Lisi here with you. Sports Grid Radio. Sirius XM channel 204. All right, Joe. So as I was saying before the break, you have Caleb Williams come in, probably put up a better stat line than Spencer Rattler had all season long. They score a ton of points. 52-31 win over TCU. Oklahoma undefeated, 7-0. We're going to get to the other undefeated team in the Big 12 in a moment, but a big effort from the Sooners on Saturday night. Yeah, without without a doubt. The added dimension for uh, Oklahoma's offense with Caleb Williams, he gives them the RPO option. I believe he rushed for 66 yards on the afternoon. They now have defeated TCU eight straight games. They started fast. They continued the momentum that they built in the second half against Texas. They needed to do that. And I said this earlier uh, last week is that I believe they're peaking at just the right time. I mean, that's what you want if you're Lincoln Riley. I know that they haven't looked good, but to pull that Texas game out, to dominate TCU, which is still technically a rivalry game in the sense of TCU, I know they lost seven straight, but traditionally, the last time they were there with Max Duggan, they were laying, I believe, 21 and a half with Jalen Hurts. They jumped out to a big lead and and failed to hang on. Well, they, they won, but they didn't cover. Uh, and they were in striking distance. So that was a quality win. Now, you think about it. You've had a lot of close games earlier in the year where your offense was inconsistent. Now you're starting to come into form offensively. That rejuvenates the defense. This is what you want. You're making a playoff run now. So this is a perfect, perfect scenario if you're Lincoln Riley and an Oklahoma backer. We'll see how they do because they still have to play Iowa State. I know Iowa State stinks and they suck. We got that. But they did bounce back into form with a 13-point win in Manhattan. And this is a team that stepped up. And obviously Bedlam uh, with Oklahoma State that continues to win. 
They certainly do continue to win, Joe, and we're going to have to go there next. Uh, of course, Oklahoma State gets the win over Texas on Saturday. And once again, Joe, you know, Texas, 24-13 lead in the second half. I, I mean, look, they had yeah. a huge lead against Oklahoma two weeks ago. They had a decent side. Listen, 24-13, uh, you know, early third quarter lead with the kind of offense that they have. And Oklahoma State's offense isn't that great. You would think Texas no. would be able to finish that off. But... No, that is not the case. Uh, they end up scoring uh, 19 unanswered, 32-24. to 24. Oklahoma State and Spencer Sanders get it done in the second half. They stay undefeated, 6-0. and They are now in the top 10, Joe, and this is when it always gets dicey for Mike Gundy because as, as soon as you put a single digit in the top <laughs> 10 next to that Oklahoma State name, Joe, as you're going to see when they're eighth-ranked and going to Iowa State uh, on Saturday – Thing, this is where something uh, usually happens to Mike. Yeah, of course it does. But I will say this about uh, Oklahoma State in, in that ball game against Texas. It's almost like Texas, and think of it as a prize fight. Texas came out like Mike Tyson. They they came out throwing haymakers, Xavier Worthy, Bijan Robinson, Casey Thompson. Boom, 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 right? You got a 24-13 lead. You didn't make second-half adjustments uh, offensively. Sarkeesian didn't. And it looked like the team sort of took a step back emotionally. They were out of it. Like, they they were spent. And Oklahoma State maintained their composure. They didn't get away from their game plan. They're a methodical offense that doesn't want to get away from the run. And that's the biggest thing, I think. When you win on the road, you need to run the football. You need to force turnovers. And that's what Oklahoma State did. They forced Casey Thompson into mistakes. That offensive line took the second half over. And that's been the Achilles heel for Texas. They do not step up on the defensive side of the ball. They were allowing close to 200 entering that ball game. And Jalen Warren, say what you will. I mean, he's not flashy, but this kid, four or five yards, doesn't turn the football over. Blue-collar player. He's a, he's always leaning full. I love this kid. I love this kid. Love the, that he wears number seven as well. Just big arms, big body. Love this guy. He's not flashy like B. John, but he gets it done. And I'll take that any day of the week now. This is going to be a critical matchup on the road in names. Yes, it certainly is. And look, uh, the road isn't, you know, the road to get to Bedlam undefeated, if they get past this week. Now, listen, we hate doing the whole if they get past this week because we just did that with Iowa and it didn't go very well for the Hawkeyes. But, Joe, if they get past Iowa State on the road this week, home for Kansas at West Virginia, Home for TCU at Texas Tech. You know, look, they've already beaten Texas. They've already beaten Baylor, two ranked teams, quote-unquote, in the Boise State? They knocked off Boise? In terms of conference play, they've beaten Kansas State already, who was also ranked at the time. You know, they've beaten a bunch of the, quote-unquote, upper half, if you want to say, of the Big 12. That if they get through this week, they're taking on a little bit of the lower half between now and Bedlam. And uh, yeah, listen, I hope they do it. Still. I would love both teams to be undefeated on November 27th. Jimmy. Oh, me too. Me too. And I I've would been... absolutely love it. But but I Gundy did tell you me. they were a sleeping giant, didn't I? I had them as a sleeping giant. Now yeah. they're starting to come into form. Now the game out of that group, obviously, this week scares me. And, you know, I was on them for three weeks. I jumped off this. I, I still liked them against Texas, didn't make it a best bet, because obviously going against an explosive offense, you want to make sure. 
They they did what they had to do. They've beaten Iowa State back-to-back years. How does that transform to this matchup this coming weekend? The game that scares me, believe it or not, in the second half of the year is West I Virginia. I knew you were going to say that. The road trip to Morgantown. That, now they have the owned. That, yeah. They have owned West Virginia. The problem is, is that West Virginia's front seven is pretty good in run support. You know, yeah. West Virginia got blown out by Jerry Bohannon and Baylor over the top. So is Spencer Sanders going to make enough plays in the passing game to beat West Virginia? Speaking of Baylor, Joe, thirty-eight twenty-four for BYU. Yeah, shocking. They, they did. They nice job by them. They're six and one now. We gotta give Baylor a lot of credit. They. I'll give them credit. Really I'll give well. them credit because I thought they were a paper tiger. I really did. I thought they were over exceeding expectations. Dave Aranda's done a fantastic job. Tristan Ebner and and uh, number seven. I lost his name, but fantastic running back duo. They used to have Ebner and, and John Lovett. He moved on. Offensive line has been fantastic, opening up holes. I mean, Jerry Bohannon coming into his own. I mean, really coming into his own over the last couple of weeks, really developing as a quarterback. I mean, they're sound. They are sound. They are a yeah. sound defensive team. This was a problem. The offensive line was a problem for Baylor last year. I believe they, they were 2-7. and seven. I, If I'm not mistaken, and i got to go back to the, the stats, I believe in every game they failed to rush for over 100 yards last year. They were only averaging 2.6 yards per carry. So think about that effort. And they lost Charlie Brewer, their starting right. quarterback that transferred out. So, great job. Charlie Brewer, man, he loves to pack his bags. We'll get to them in a moment. Utah, he left them. He left them in the dust, uh, too, and, the, and it's worked yeah, out. Yeah, I know. Well, All he right. saw the writing on the wall, right, yeah, Utah? Well, writing on the wall is they got a big win over Arizona State on Saturday night. There's your writing Does on the wall. Does it shock you? Uh, Does it no, shock it you? They were... me, and you, me and you both liked Utah. In fact, let's do, let's do a little Pac-12 roundup here. Uh, me and you both liked Utah. No, I liked Arizona game. State. No, I oh, liked you Arizona did. State. You did. You did. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I you just... said the better athletes. Herm will go in there. They'll get the win. Yeah. I was wrong. You haven't... I, you know, typical I have to be honest. I well, typical is right. Twenty-one-seven lead, and then I turn on the game. It's like flash forward. I missed two and a half quarters. I was watching Ole Miss Tennessee. I'm like, what happened yeah. to the other game? No, it, it's amazing. Uh, and I'll just run through all this because the Pac-12 and the ACC are both nuts, as you know. So in the Pac-12, Utah beat Arizona State. UCLA beat Washington on the road. Good win for them. Washington State beat Stanford in Pullman. Crazy game. Colorado destroyed Arizona. They both stink. And Friday night, Joe, you were on it again. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm off the Oregon bandwagon here. They couldn't Are cover they dead 13 to you? and a half. They're Are dead they to dead me. to you? Couldn't right. cover 13 and a half uh, at home against Cal. I was watching that game banging my head against the wall up in Cape Cod on Friday night. Uh, it just bothered the hell out of me. And now, and you talk about So you got number nine. What are they now? What, they're still in the top ten, right? You've got, they are, number ten Oregon going to UCLA. On Saturday, uh, and UCLA is two and a half point favorite. I mean, come yeah. on, this is I am all over the Bruins on Saturday. Are you? No. I yes. No. Listen to me. Listen to me. When you have an unranked team favored over the ranked team, I always go with the unranked team, Joe. We're taking UCLA against Oregon. No. On Saturday, minus the two and a half. Come Let's go, no. baby. You just don't like Chip. Load him up, baby. Let's yeah. Go. Well, that's one of the reasons. Load uh, I think. I. I. I, I think. In my opinion, I think Oregon's too strong in the interior, in the trenches. Yeah. I still think UCLA is a finesse team. I'm done with We'll Oregon. see. 
That's I'm what makes matchups. Uh, and let me let me run through the ACC too because that's that's madness as we know. Clemson had to hold on for dear life against Syracuse. Ah, oh, they're dead to night. me. 17-14. Virginia crushed Duke 48-0. North Carolina, of course, Sam Howell destroys Miami again. But 45-42, they get it done. NC State, impressive again. 33-7 on the road in Chestnut Hill. And Pitt, Joe, 28-7 in Blacksburg against Vatek. So that means right now, you know, Wake Forest, NC State, and Pitt all still undefeated in the ACC. But here's something we haven't seen in a long time, Joe. This Saturday, Clemson is getting points on the road in ACC play to Kenny yep. Pickett and the Pitt Panthers. Three and a half. Are you yep. kidding me? Look, how about that, Joe? I did not think we'd see that at the start of the year. Even though Clemson, as we know, have been so awful offensively. They are getting three and a half. At the ketchup bottle against Kenny Pickett. I can't I believe my eyes. <laughs> First time since 2014 against Florida State. We, we talked about this on the morning after with Ben Ben Stevens. First time since 2014 that Clemson's an underdog. Came against Jimbo Fisher and Florida State back in 2014. 20 and a half point dog. So think about that. The dominance, wow. the seven years. It's almost like Alabama. Last time Alabama yeah. was a dog, uh, obviously came back in 2015 against Georgia. They dominated that ball game, 38-10. to 10. That was what Mark Richt, when everybody thought Georgia was going to win. It was a rain-soaked game. It was disgusting. I watched that game. I, I was actually amped up for that. I, I could tell you where I was. I, I, you please. know, Joe, too. People, Horrible. you know, the, 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 the recreational better mm-hmm. is going to see Clemson getting points at Pittsburgh on Saturday and they are going to be hammering away on the money line and on the yep. you know and you I know might Clemson's be going to get a lot of public might, action on Saturday you, I oh, might be Joe pa- I might be the average Joe on, oh, on Saturday because there's no way I'm better go to Kenny. the public house with Joe, Joe go Joe to the public house the sharps are going to be on pit the sharps <laughs> let me tell you about this guy Narduzzi alright this guy Narduzzi wears a mask he's got this guy Kenny Pickett they throw the football all over the yard, man. They beat UMass. They beat Georgia Tech. They beat New Hampshire. How good is New Hampshire? Oh, they're fantastic. I know those guys in the Northeast, man. Oh, and, boy. So, and they beat up on Virginia Tech. Can we start throwing Justin Fuente under the bus now? Like, I yeah, will point. They, like they he was, do against remember? Western Michigan? He was they do against right. Western Michigan, Joe? Right. Let everybody know right. they do against Western Michigan. Well, uh, that, that, that don't do some count. They had an off day. Everybody has an off day. They got odds. <laughs> We had a shrimp scampi. He had a large meal that day, Narduzzi. You know, 15 and a half point favorites. We didn't make it. Man, Clemson. Dogs in ACC play against Kenny Pickett and the Pitt Panthers on Saturday. We're going to spend a lot of time on that game this week, Joe. I can feel it. All right, college football full circle. Mike Carver, Joe Lisi, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 204. We'll come back, Joe. We'll have to do an abbreviated, who screwed you the most? Right after this on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. 
the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to College Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Mike Carver. And we are back. College Football Full Circle. Mike Carver, Joe Lisi here with you. Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 204. All right, Joe, an abbreviated yep. who screwed you the most here to finish off. Uh, four and three for me on Saturday. Three and four for you as we have pulled dead even. Terrible, seven terrible. Weeks, uh, I'm so upset. Uh, for both of us as I picked up that game on you over the weekend. All right, yeah. Joe, quickly, who screwed you the most? Yeah, it, it's easy. Paul Christ in Wisconsin. I mean, you should have yeah. been running 700 yards on Army. It's bad enough you have a 13 nothing <laughs> lead. You miss an extra point. Okay, great. No second-half adjustments. That's what Paul Christ does. He doesn't make adjustments. He's dumb as a stump. He gets up. Somehow we get a, a lucky fumble with a minute left. We score a touchdown. We're up by 12. This Dumbo kicks the extra point. Point. He's sitting on a ticket. Army plus the 13 and a half doesn't go for two. Army comes down, scores, and almost pulls out the game. I mean, he is dumb as a stump, Paul Christ. He screwed me. If I could lay him out, I would. <laughs> Joe, all over. No, Chris. come on, man. You're up by no, 12. You moron. I, I, I couldn't believe uh, what was going on uh, with that game on Saturday night because just Wisconsin stinks, Joe, and you've learned a lesson now. You know this already. You can't back But I, at Chris. the end of the day, you've got guys that are 340-pound offensive linemen against a cadet that's working out 19 hours in, in West, West New uh, York. Are you kidding uh, me? I'll, I'll give you mine really fast. I already kind of hinted to you who it is. I mean, Oregon, I'm so finished with them. I mean, Are honestly, you really? You've got one and four Cal in your building on a Friday night primetime game, and you're losing 17-10 in the fourth quarter to Cal? I mean, on a Chase Garbers and Cal, Joe, on Friday night? You mean the Ducks, the Mighty Ducks, big top 10 team, one at the horseshoe? They can't put a beating on Cal? I thought it was embarrassing, Joe. I'm done with Oregon. I hope they lose to UCLA on Saturday. Joe, I'll see you tomorrow, my man. We'll go through all the futures, see where we're at in all those lines. Great stuff from Andrew Torres, as always. College football full circle. Mike Carver, Joe Lisi, Sports Grid Radio. Sirius XM Channel 204. We'll see you tomorrow. The most important. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.